My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. 2021 may have had its last drink, may have left the party, curled up in bed and bid us farewell, allowing us to welcome 2022. But comparative lists continue to emerge from last year, informing us how our Bollywood celebrities and their films did. Interested in this one? I know you will be. Looking at perhaps the biggest and most popular social media app, social media platform, Instagram, we are being told that the ladies did far better than the gentlemen in this department, beating her rivals by a convincing margin. Priyanka Chopra Jonas emerged as the most followed Bollywood star on Instagram with 72.3 million followers, as well as being one of the highest earning celebrities on Instagram. Apparently, each time Priyanka posts a sponsored post, on Instagram. Do you know she gets paid three crores each time? So Priyanka Chopra with 72.3 million followers is at the top, followed by Shraddha Kapoor, 68.5 million followers, Deepika Padukone, 63 million followers, Katrina Kaif, 60 million, or Uske Baad Kahi Jaake Akshay Kumar ki bari aati hai with 58.3 million followers on Instagram. Now, it was only last August that Priyanka and Deepika made headlines when it was reported that the actresses were among the top 10 celebrities with the most amount of fake followers. Do you remember this story? The Institute of Contemporary Music Performance, ICMP, claimed that 48% of Deepika's followers and 46% of Priyanka's followers were either fake or they were bots, robots. Anyone following up on that story? I doubt it. Surrogacy seems to be a hot topic in Bollywood right now, with filmmakers scrambling to find stories on the topic that can be made into entertaining films with an underlying social message. Now, Kriti Sana and Pankaj Tripathi's brilliant roles in Mimi turned this sometimes difficult to broach topic into a funny and poignant tale. Sunni mein aaye ki actor Sikandar Kher is being considered for the lead in an upcoming Bollywood film on surrogacy. I'm also very happy to see that good writers in Bollywood are finally being given the credit they deserve. Pehle aisa hota tha ki the success of a film was ascribed entirely to the cast. 
sometimes to the director, with all other key players in the team getting zero recognition, except from their peers, right? That may be changing a little now. Because social media has granted us that access all areas wala pass into anybody and everybody's life. And the writer duo, Siddharth Karima, who wrote Ramlila Goliyon Ki Raslila, they wrote Toilet Ek Prem Katha, they are happy to announce on Twitter that they are writing this film on surrogacy. Speaking of surrogacy, I think Meghna Gulzar excelled in her role as director when she made a film on this topic, Philhal, way back in 2002. Who remembers it? It starred Tabu and Sushmita Sen in the lead. It was their story, their friendship. Two best friends. One of them falls pregnant, then she loses the child. Then she discovers she can never have a child again. When her friend sees how devastated she is, she steps in as a surrogate. She never wanted a child herself and she says, how hard can it be? You know, after all, genetically, I'm just doing it for my friend and her husband, right? But after nurturing that baby in her womb for nine months, the day she gives birth, when she's handed that little scrunched up angel for the first time, that is when her heart skips a beat. She begins to wonder if ever she will be able to give up this child who genetically is not hers because she's only a surrogate. What a heartbreaking story. Naturally, Shahid Kapoor is a man who is a bit crestfallen right now because his fans will have to wait a bit longer to see his performance in Jersey. A story he says resonated with him deeply and encouraged him to do his second South remake soon after he'd done Kabir Singh, something that everyone advised him against. But Shahid Kapoor says that storytelling in films and in novels, that is all about connecting with an emotion, right? Portraying something in a way that draws you, draws your audience into that world and makes them laugh and cry with you because they can relate to what they see. Jersey is that kind of film. So many of us have taken the easier route sometimes. We've abandoned a few dreams. Let's move on. Until someone very close to you in this story, Shahid's son in Jersey rekindles your passion for a forgotten dream because this time you're doing it not so much for yourself but for your child. That is the magic of Jersey. Now speaking about the changing landscape in Bollywood, Shahid Kapoor in a recent interview said in the last 10 years formats, platforms have evolved, emerged, the audience grew, cinema travelled beyond boundaries, the world became smaller, language barriers were transcended and experimental cinema did better than anyone expected. In the last two years, content from different languages has been consumed in such high proportions. People have consumed content across a variety of subjects on OTT for a very small subscription fee. As opposed to entering an ice cream shop and choosing only between mango, vanilla and chocolate, suddenly the Bollywood fan finds that they are surrounded by a million other new flavours. I love this man. Hachis ke liye ek food analogy. I love that too. Okay, so Ranveer Singh aced his portrayal of Kapil Dev in Kabir Khan's 83, What Next? Now, he has a comedy lined up with Rohit Shetty titled Circus. This is based on Shakespeare's Comedy of Errors. Then he's got Jayesh Bhai Jordar. Then he's also the main man in Karan Johar's next directorial, the Rocky to Alia's Rani in that Prem Kahani. So far, so good. But rumour has it that offers of biopics 
especially biopics on sporting heroes. These are flooding Ranveer's inbox and his WhatsApp right now. No, seriously, seriously. Because if he puts his mind to it, we know he has the talent, he has the tenacity to transform into any character, any sporting hero or even a historical figure like he did in Padmavat, Alauddin Khilji. Apparently, Ranveer's been offered no less than five biopics, three of which focus on sporting glory of the once-in-a-generation variety. When recently asked if one of these biopics was on the life and incredible accomplishments of a paraplegic swimmer, Ranveer ne sirf ye kaha ki, I guess we should rather wait and give this time. Those five biopics are all in different stages of development and hopefully one of them will develop into an extraordinary script that you will hear about officially very soon. Chaliye ji, nothing else to do but WNW. Wait and watch. Now, the biopic of Sam Manik Show, which is Meghna Gulzar's next offering to her fans, this has been a cause for much jubilation in Bollywood, especially after Meghna proved her credentials yet again in a thrilling yet sensitive story like Razi. That much we know. Now, the film Sam Bahadur, this also has everyone's attention because Vicky Kaushal is headlining the story. Vicky and Meghna already share a fabulous relationship as actor and director from Razi. And preparation for the shoot is on right now at full throttle before the shoot actually begins. Our two Dangal girls, Sanya Malhotra and Fatima Sanashek, they reunite in Sam Bahadur. Isliye bhi log bohat khush Sanya Malhotra as Sam Bahadur's wife, Silo Maniksho, and Fatima Sanashek playing the former Indian Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. A role that Lara Datta recently played in Bellbottom. Remember? Expect an engaging story with a great soundtrack with lyrics penned by Meghna's dad, her lucky mascot for every single film that she's made, Gulzar Sahab. Matlab soundtrack to zabardast hoga. Iski guarantee hum lete hain. Ayushman Khurana's gorgeous and gifted wife, Tahira Kashyap. She's a writer, she's a filmmaker and she was delighted to announce her first full-length feature film, Sharma Ji Ki Beti, and she did that last year. Now, her Instagram tells us that they've been shooting diligently for this film, hoping to piece together a story in a genre that her husband is the badshah of. What do genre? Ko? Slice of life. Now, Slice of Life, say, is essentially a halfway house between an exaggerated commercial film and a totally moody, broody, alternative indie art house film. Slice of Life does what it says on the tin. It is a theme that a majority of us are likely to identify with on some level. Because it happens in life, but other than that, it is an identifiable theme. I think that is the crux of Slice of Life. Sharma Ji Ki Beti is supposed to be that story. Now, someone asked Tahira Kashyap recently if working with Ayushman was on her wish list. And she promptly said something I think most couples would identify with. Tahira Kashyap, I'm not sure whether we will bring out the best in each other or we will carry daggers and knives every day to the sets. All I can say is that we are really happy in our space right now. And then she says that, yes, of course, we openly discuss ideas, scripts, because both of us have something constructive to say to each other. Kisi bhi film ko sign karne se pehle Ayushman meri rai zarur lete hain and it's the same with me as well. See, mujhe lagta hai na ki constructive criticism is all very well aur mera ye manna hai ki you can only criticize two kinds of people. Those who are very close to you because you want them to see your perspective as well, right? And those who are not close to you at all because their criticism does not phase them out, doesn't matter to them.
Both options fraught with danger. Criticize at your own risk. Five much-loved Bollywood Jodies reuniting on screen this year. This is an interesting list. And this is so that we can judge if these Jodies still share that magical chemistry. At number one, you've got Shah Rukh Khan and Deepika Padukone uh, reuniting for Pathan, of course. John Abraham's presence in the story is going to be massively interesting. But will Shah Rukh and Deepika be able to evoke the same kind of magic they shared in Om Shanti Om, in Chennai Express, in Happy New Year, someone somewhere will bet a million dollars on this question, I'm sure. At number two, you've got Amir Khan and Kareena Kapoor Khan's Lal Singh Chadda. After playing a very troubled cop, Amir Khan's conscience in Talash, the answer lies within. And of course, teaming up with Amir in Three Idiots as well, Kareena gets to play his leading lady one more time in Lal Singh Chadda. Uske baad you've got Akshay Kumar and Bhoomi Pednekar. They stole our hearts as man and wife in Toilet Ek Prem Katha. Will Anand Elrai's Raksha Bandhan be able to hold our attention? And will it allow us to invest in the Akshay-Bhoomi dynamic one more time, albeit this time possibly as siblings? At number four, after Luka Chupi, Karthik and Kriti reunite this year in Shehzada, which is the remake of a Telugu film, Ala Vaikuntha Purumulu. And last but not least, Tiger Shroff and Kriti Sana hope to recreate that hero panti magic one more time, this time in a film titled Ganpat. Second time, even luckier, perhaps. Now, with COVID cases on the rise across India one more time, like the rest of the world, the behind-the-scenes talent on set is being extra careful. And they are relieved, I suppose, that strict COVID protocol continues to be enforced on film and TV sets. Many producers in India are insisting on hiring only those junior artists and studio hands who've been fully vaccinated. Others are investing money on making the set as safe as possible by sanitizing frequently, by adhering to small numbers and preparing better hoping to keep the cast and crew safe and hoping to continue shooting. But if you remember the junior artists, the extras, the dancers, the gaffers, the spot boys, the makeup artists, these were the guys hardest hit by those multiple lockdowns. And the big guns in film production, they very soon realized that keeping everyone safe, not just the big stars, that was the only way to get things back on track. So like the rest of the world, Bollywood seems better prepared than the last time, hoping and praying that shoots wouldn't come to a complete standstill, right? On a lighter note, last time when India went into lockdown for the first time, many people said that Bollywood, mein you know what was happening, right? While the A-listers were told ki please keep the numbers down, please travel in small numbers, most of them said, yeah, 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 we are going to arrive on set with a very small entourage. Huh? There's only going to be my hairdresser, my moa, makeup artist, my mum, my secretary, my bestie, my media manager and five guys who are in charge of my security. That's it. Very small, very small. What? You don't think that's a small number? What are you saying here? I'm not bringing the two girls who are responsible for taking videos and posting them on Insta Reels. And I'm definitely not getting the person who carries my coffee for me. This is a entourage, right? Itne log to allowed, hai na? You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9am to 12 noon. Anushka Aurora, as always, lovely to have your company for the Sunrise Radio podcast. And this week, I have another special guest on the show. 
So, Arman, welcome back to Sunrise via Zoom. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm always happy to talk to Anushka Yay. and uh, happy to talk to Sunrise. I just can't wait to come there in person and do this interview. But next time, I will. Yes, we are <laughs> eagerly awaiting. So, please make that plan and please make that plan to also come to the Sunrise Studio, as you always do anyway, because we always. love having the studio. <laughs> I will always. <laughs> yes. Uh, Arman, let's talk about you, you and you. Um, of course, your fourth solo English single. Uh, how's it feeling? I mean, the feedback that I've been seeing has been absolutely phenomenal yet again. Uh, but are you feeling a little bit different about it this time or, or are the emotions just the same? I think I'm, I'm feeling a little different uh, this time around because uh, it's a little uh, sonically different from my earlier English songs as well. Um, control, Next to Me, How Many, they all were um, somewhere in the pop R&B kind of zone and had a little bit of electronic elements here and there. And You is pretty much, I would say, bare and raw and honest and just very, very simple. And um, it's basically like an acoustic song. And I think that's what it has its own appeal and own charm and i feel like i'd never gotten to do like a proper ballad or a romantic song in english uh which i'm known for back home in, in like my bollywood songs so I, i'm really excited to do uh you know to have put this out and people are really loving the song i think a lot of people feel like this is one of my best so far in english so um i mean those are the kind of reactions that i'm getting so i'm, I'm really pumped about uh, all the, uh, you know, all the love and affection and everything that's coming in. Not been able to process much because there's so much happening around the song and just promoting the song and stuff. So, yeah, just been busy with that. So first, you know, like you said, you wanted to do something like this, like a love ballad, acoustic in English, you know, that you're known for back home, doing it in Hindi yeah. and, and various other languages. Um, what was it that kind of, do you feel like it was a risk for you or did you kind of accept it thinking, do you know what, this is actually completely up my street. This is going to work really well. I mean, how much confidence did you have in this song even before? Okay, so this is one of those songs that I had 100%, probably 200% confidence. The other ones I was still quite nervous and scared about how people might react to it. Mm. It was just so new for people to accept me in that avatar that they had seen in control next to me, how yeah, many. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and even the one with Eric, uh, uh, Eric in Kashmir, which was a K-pop EDM collaboration. So um, all of that was so new and unique and uh, so different uh, from what they have seen me before in and like heard me before. The thing with you is it's a universal song. You know, to be honest, uh, the kind of lyrics that are there in it, it's not something that's, you know, rocket science. It's simple, heartfelt lyrics. Yeah. It's just uh, the hook line is pretty straight, um, you know, and I, I feel like um, Indian fans and fans abroad as well, um, they really like listening to me in soulful, you know, vibes. So yeah. um, I, I kind of felt like, okay, I've done the risky stuff now. Mm. Let's get to the part that that I know is sure shot with me and I know people know me for, mm. um, but do it in English because mm. people haven't heard me do that. So, um, you know, I'd done a memories cover before on my channel. I don't know if you've seen yes. that. Before. Yeah. I think two years back. And ever since people are like, you know, we want to hear you in an English ballad. So yeah. uh, I think it's, it's just long time coming. And I feel like it, it is one of my strongest songs personally as an artist. 
I feel like uh, this will shine the brightest out of all that I've put out so far. Mm. Uh, not that I'm saying that it's my most favorite one because obviously all are my babies, but <laughs> uh, but this one is truly special. I feel like it is meant for some really big things. So yeah, yeah. no, I definitely agree. I think um, it's sounding very mainstream. Uh, so I feel like when I put on like a mainstream radio station here, I should be hearing it on there. It fits in perfectly. Yeah. Um, even the music video, let's talk about the music video. It's, it's gorgeous. It's really nice. Paris. I mean, who doesn't love Paris, right? Um, <laughs> when was the shot? And tell us a little bit about, you know, your experience in Paris and, you know, shooting the whole video because it looks so beautiful. Thank you. Um, well, I was traveling to Paris for a show, uh, for a private event. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm in Paris why the hell not just do a music video here? Yeah. Um, and it was my second time uh, to Paris. Before that, I had, uh, during Fashion Week, I had gone there. And I had also like, you know, just taken a break and went to South of France. And just a beautiful country overall. It's, it's just so awesome. Um, so this time around, I was a little familiar with the place. And, uh, you know, I finished my show and I had a few days uh, on hand and... Uh, I literally told my teams, let's just get one video done to happen here. Yeah. And uh, in within 48 hours, we put a team together and we shot this music video. Wow. And, uh, we shot this in a whole day. Like the whole process of planning the song uh, was uh, 48 hours, but I shot this in one day. Uh, we started super early in the morning and um, ended late at night. And we covered like different spots in the city. Mm. Um there's one bridge uh, shot, which is near the river sign. Yeah. Uh, then there is a, a small little park next to it that we did. And then there was the Eiffel Tower at night. And there's also those really cool ste- uh, uh, you know, steps where I'm sitting and playing the guitar for her. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, we just did a bunch of cool, really, really, really sweet locations. And uh, yeah, it, it just came out so well. And uh, my favorite part about the video is about how it is it, just shot so personal. You know, it's it's just so intimate the, the way the video, it feels like a warm hug. And I wanted the song and the video to feel like that, especially at a time like this when it's firstly, it's cold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's at home right now, kind of. It's not a lockdown, but it's also sort mm. of a lockdown. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I feel like it's, it's very comforting, the song. It's, it's very, very soothing, very comforting. And at a time like this, it just is the perfect song. I actually wanted to put this out during Christmas. Right. Um, well, actually, but, yeah, it's got that christmas yeah, vibe to it. It's got that vibe. And I actually wanted to include a few Christmas elements as well in the video. But I felt like it would restrict the growth of the song because there's so many Christmas records that come out, right. so many holiday yeah. mm. songs. Um, the Michael Bublé's and the Mariah Carey's were the world yeah. take over the playlist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but you do Arman need to do a Christmas song one one year, one time. You need to do a Christmas song so we can also play. For sure, I will. <laughs> I will. I will. Hopefully, I do one for next year. So uh, maybe, for this year, <laughs> maybe do that in New York. Maybe do that one in New York. Yeah, that would be fun. New that'd York be fun would be amazing. No, but I want to do it in London. I don't care. Oh, fine. <laughs> London. London then. Into Wonderland. <laughs> and it's always cold here anyway. So to be fair, you always. can do it whenever. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel it's the perfect song for the season. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect song for all seasons. It's just, it's just so, um, it's so relatable. So many people mm. have told me that, you know, I feel like um, this is uh, my song. This is yeah. uh, our song. Like they're talking about their relationship and just telling me that this is, 
what I feel for my significant other. And uh, some people are like, it's about, uh, I feel like it, uh, it's about my grandparents. I, I just think about them all the time. And I relate with that because I lost my uh, grandma recently. Yeah. And uh, for me, I, I mean, uh, even though the, the song is a, a love song and a romantic, it has a romantic theme. Uh, but the, the hook line just hits me. Just mm-hmm. all I do is think about her all the time. So um, I just I just feel like it, it it relates to so many people on different levels. And, Absolutely. and I, I, that's 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 what the beauty is about keeping lyrics really simple. And yeah, that's no, what I, I definitely agree. And I think that's what works really well with you, your brother, anyone that you've worked with. But you personally, I think if we look at all your songs, your library of music that you have done, it's so relatable. Um, the I would say it stems from Amal. He has yeah. converted me into this person who thinks that <laughs> stuff should. So it's I, I I would say it's very hard to keep things simple. Mm. A lot of people think it's it's like okay, yeah, it's basic. Like even I could write that. Yeah. Uh, or I could put that out. But it is very hard to come up with something so simple, so universal, Correct. and yet have uh you know um a memorable tune or a, or, or a catchy. It, I mean, even though it's simple, it's still catchy. So you need to have that balance. And I think Amal is the one who does that really well with his songs. And that has like rubbed off on me. So when I'm, when I'm like composing my stuff in English, yeah. I'm like, okay, how, how, what would Amal do to this to make it really, really simple so that people can sing it? And no, that's so, so lovely. That's really nice. And I think that's also part of your growth, right? You're doing different genres of music. You're adapting different uh, styles of music in, in, in any other language that you do sing. So right. I think that's really, really beautiful. But moving on from you and, you know, just looking ahead as to what you've got coming up. I mean, what else can we expect from you? Because, you know, you've really... Uh, we know you've done so much for the movies anyway, whether it's the South movie, whether it's Bollywood. Um, yeah. You know, you've really, really just kind of made your own, especially within the mainstream uh, market as well. You know, you've had billboards in US and, and, and all of that. You know, you've done K-pop. I mean, you know, what's the next big step for you? Um, I think it's uh, nothing short of world domination now. <laughs> That's <What>? it. Um, <laughs> I have super, super big dreams. And uh, I think I'm just beginning now. And uh, even though a lot of people think there's so much that's happened already with me at this age, but I feel like there's so much yet to happen and uh, for me to experience. Uh, but I'm so grateful to all the opportunities I've got so far. Uh, being able to be a singer in almost... Um, more than like 12 industries, you know, it's, it's crazy to be singing in all these different languages. Mm. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, some of my non-film singles that I'm putting out, independent songs that I'm putting out. Um, it's also going to be nesting under my own label, which I'm oh, super pumped about. Lovely. Um, so, uh, as an artist, I think I've always, I've always dreamt for, uh, of a time when I I'm in control of the kind of stuff I'm putting out. Uh, and, uh, it's just, it's just, Arman, it's an Arman Malik show all the way. So like, that's something that I'm so, I, I've been always, you know, looking forward to the day I can say that, Oh, I have my own label. Oh, <laughs> so, that yeah, sounds so good. Yay! <laughs> no, I think definitely that that's going to happen really, really soon. And as always, 
um, we can't wait uh, to see all the bigger things and the biggest things that you do. And I say this to you every time that I speak to you, like, Arman, you've done so many big things. What are you going to be doing next? And you never, ever fail uh, to impress. Um, so I'm really, really, really always. There's always something coming your way. Yes, always. I'm glad. It's like, bang, Arman is there again. <laughs> Which is really <laughs> nice. No, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. So, um, you know, like in, in lockdown, I mean, like you said, semi-lockdown, not really lockdown, but mm -hmm. it is. Um, are you working on uh, creating new things? I am actually. I'm, I'm working on uh, a bunch of uh, new songs, um, just writing new ideas for the new year. Um, there's there's just so much creativity that can happen when you're alone yeah. and i think like I, I i feel like the lockdown has been beneficial for my creative process uh, because i've been able to create so much more i do, i don't think i'd i'd have this much time if there was if there was no pandemic yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. Uh, i would be touring i would be either in the us or the uk or i would be in india doing shows all the time and then I'd probably come to Bombay, sing a couple of Bollywood songs yeah, and then, and then do a couple of videos and then that's it. And yeah. like this, I've really got some really, really like good time with myself and, uh, and I'm glad that I've been able to put it to good use and strategize ahead. And there's always a plan with me. There's always yeah. something that I'm <laughs> planning. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of new music, new collaborations, um, international stuff as well. Um, and like I said, I've, um, you know, I'm really, uh, pumped to launch my label this year. So you're going to hear a lot from me. Um, and a lot of it is going to be on my YouTube channel. So, um, I'm, I'm super happy about like engaging my, my stuff, uh, all over again, uh, you know, for the fans and, uh, for the Armanians who have always been looking forward to, uh, stuff that I put out. And yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I put out merchandise for the first time uh, last year. And uh, obviously that's going to continue and some really cool stuff will uh, keep happening on that end. I'm, I'm like, apart from music, I'm really uh, into fashion and clothing and stuff. So um, I'm probably going to be exploring that side in 2022. Ooh, a lot nice. Oh, yeah. That sounds That's so good, Arman. And as always, it's uh, amazing talking to you. Um, you know, you make me really happy when I talk to you because there's always so much <laughs> uh, coming out and I'm always very excited uh, to hear all the stuff and everything that you do. So continue making us proud. Thank you so Thank much you. and all the best with everything. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And I hope you keep playing you. Yay, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Chalo, take care. Take care. Bye. Listen to our Bollywood queen, Anushka Aurora, from 12 noon to 4 p.m. weekdays on Sunrise. This is Sonia Dutta from Drive Time on Sunrise. I'm on your radio every Monday to Friday from 4pm. Last week, I spoke about New Year resolutions and changing habits. It's an important topic because being able to change from one not-so-good habit to a good habit is what allows us to learn, grow and move on positively from one chapter of our life to another. Staying static in life never really serves anyone positively. If you missed the last episode, be sure to check it out after listening to this one. 
Speaking of changing habits, many of the habits we perform are somehow connected to the foods that we eat. I'm not just talking about changing your weight or physical fitness level, but more the mindset that gets you to your ideal weight or the stamina that lets you work out in the way that you need to to reach your new goal. When I think about food, I don't always think of it necessarily in the way that we might typically talk about food, as in the foods that we often crave, sweets, cakes, or our favorite go-to dish when browsing the restaurant menu. I think about foods in the context of ingredients. We know that it's the individual ingredients that make up a dish, but how often do we consider whether putting all of those ingredients together are actually good for our body and mind? You may or may not know that several months ago, I delved into the ancient scriptures of holistic living, namely Ayurveda. What I found basically confirmed what I believed all my life, that nature has the answer to absolutely everything. Every ailment, every disease, every discomfort, anything that we experience that we don't like the feel of, nature has the answer. The tricky part is knowing what to eat, when to eat it and how to eat it. And of course, what else we choose to include in our daily routine. When I say I delved into the ancient scriptures of Ayurveda, what I really mean is that I am now studying it academically and also practically putting together remedies and concoctions successfully that have made many people close to me very happy. I share this with you only so that you can decide for yourself how much validity or value there is in what I say here. Learning about the subject the right way has also helped me see that there is so, so much misinformation or misleading information out there. So please be mindful of this when you're doing your own research. What I share with you here is mostly from my own personal experiences, tried and tested. There are certain ingredients that I think we should always have in the home and make it a point to refill before they completely run out. I'm going to give you a list of my favorite three in this episode. These ingredients for me are all-rounders. The ones that we often take for granted, maybe just use for their flavor or throw into a dish simply because they're on the recipe, but rarely do we use them for their actual full advantage. I'm going to share some of my favorite ways to use these ingredients a little bit later on. Now, these last couple of years have been the most challenging that many have ever witnessed. Whether it was being forced to stay away from loved ones or living with people who may not love us at all, the lack of choices to socialize or dine out with friends and family, everything became such a challenge, even to the point that we wonder whether the fresh air that we've craved during lockdowns is actually fresh after all. These challenging times have posed many, many questions. I can't tell you how long this phase will continue, but what I can share with you is my personal take on the best way to get through it. And those ingredients have a lot to do with it. I'm not a doctor yet or professional in the medical field, but sometimes I think we don't need to hold a title or have letters surrounding our name or have a degree in something to know what's good for us or not. The best consultant is our own body. Our body always tells us, many times within an hour, if something isn't right. It reacts to bad foods and toxic environments in ways that literally spell it out. It tells us where the problem lies. Whether we listen to the body or know how to read the signs is a different story. The human body is incredibly engineered to not only handle some of the toughest situations if we just learn how to identify with its engineering, but also to heal itself pretty quickly as long as we identify with its engineering. 
So, of course, one of the most important things to do is obviously to get to know your own body. But probably more importantly is to get to know the engineering of the human body in general. See, if you focus on only your body, the way it is and what seems to work for you or not, then you're simply catering to and serving habits that you've been living with up till now. So you'll continue really to eat the same way, to be the same way and to feel the same way. But if you get to know the general engineering of the human body and learn how certain foods and lifestyles can affect it, you can then start to pay attention to which foods may be the cause of certain discomforts or ailments in your body. Begin to make gradual changes, little tweaks here and there if you feel the need to. And in the process, heal the parts of you that may be standing in the way of a happier, healthier you. Your body is much like a computer. It can't respond correctly to commands if the coding is wrong or if the coding is missing altogether. The coding in this case is the food that you put into your body and the thoughts that you think in your mind, which again are often connected to what we put in our body. So if you eat foods that will help increase your immunity, when colds and flus and the likes of COVID side effects come knocking on your body, wanting a nice warm place to stay for a few weeks, your natural immune system that you've given special attention to will refuse to let it in, or at least refuse to let it stay for a long time, because the coding won't match. And that's the key, to make sure that your mind, your body and your every being is coded in the right way to connect with the right things that are good for you and not in a bad way where they're inviting more bad stuff into your body. Okay, so here are three of my favorite ingredients to have in the home at all times. Trust me, there are many more, but for this episode, I'll go with these. Don't judge me on these. Actually, do judge me on these. And with any luck, by the time you finish judging me, you'll know why I love them so much. Number one, boiled water. I know, boring, right? Listen, I start my day with plenty of boiled water, often infused with my own herbal mix or just lemon juice. It's all very well having a shower and beautifying yourself on the outside, but this is a great way to also cleanse your body from the inside and the best time to do it before you start the day. Because if you don't cleanse your body from the inside, chances are that what's accumulating on the inside will soon start showing on the outside. And by then, it becomes a little bit trickier to deal with. On average, I drink about three or four cups of boiled warm water every morning. Number two, ginger. I'm sure you've heard lots of amazing things about this superfood. You may also know that it can work wonders on your digestive system, but this depends a lot on how you take it. There are different ways of taking ginger for different body types and energy types and of course ailments, but here's one way that you can try it for better digestion. Before eating your meal, take a small piece of fresh ginger, maybe an inch or so. Sprinkle it with a pinch of pink Himalayan salt. You can add some lemon juice as well if you like for taste and then chew. This will not only ensure better digestion of the food that you eat afterwards, but it can also help against bloating and acid reflux. There are literally hundreds of ailments that can be taken care of with this spice. Let's not forget its natural anti-inflammatory and immunity boosting properties, which are much needed right now. The hot, fiery and sharp nature of fresh root ginger makes it a permanent resident in my fridge. And lastly, at number three, but definitely not least, I've chosen a fruit. Not just any fruit. This one, of course, is a super fruit. Pomegranate. 
This fruit is magical in its properties, working wonders on all energy and body types, especially when ripe and sweet. Though of course it can be eaten differently for particular conditions. Brain power is boosted with this fruit. Dehydration can become a thing of the past and it has the power to help boost the quality of your blood, your heart and improve skin conditions. Just to name but a few things that it can take care of. I add these little gems of goodness to my daily diet as often as I can. The power-packed pomegranate can forever be seen in my home and right now I can't see that changing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening and remember, be mindful of what you feed your mind and what you put inside your body because it won't be long before what's on the inside starts to show on the outside. Enjoy your day and I'll catch you next time. The lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta, Monday to Friday between 4pm and 7pm to keep you smiling.